Tune in and cry it out with me, DJ Susie. To quote the biggest band left on earth, close quote, and rank you two as the 22nd greatest artists of all time. Bono and The Edge as the 35th greatest songwriters of all time. Bono as the 32nd greatest singer of all time. The Edge as the 38th greatest guitar player of all time. U2's albums Achtung Baby and The Joshua Tree as the 124th and 135th greatest albums of all time. And their tunes One, With or Without You, and I still haven't found what I'm looking for, as the 62nd, 211th, and 321st greatest songs of all time. quite a lot and and maybe that's the place to be as an artist is you know right at the edge of your level of pain your pain for for embarrassment your level of embarrassment and the lyrics as well you know I, I feel that on boy and other albums it was sketched out very unique and original material but I don't feel I, I detailed I don't think I I filled in the details and I look back and I go, God, I just, I mean, just, we'd run out of time. It'd just be a few weeks and um, making a record. That was even, that's a long time. And I learned that lesson really from, from McCartney because uh, the little time I spent with him that during those few days we were together, you know, I was, I was going, so, you know, tell me, how does it work? And I mean, what, you know, do you have any regrets or anything? And he said, yeah. He said, I wish I had taken more time with these songs. He said, we wrote all those songs so fast. It was like we were going to work. We got there at 10 in the morning. We left at 3.30 in the afternoon, and we'd cut three songs, you know. Yeah. And then we'd write two more the next night. He said, I wish I had taken more time with those songs. And I, I did that with Fly Like an Eagle, and I did that with Abercadab. Super son of a bitch.
from the Winslow T. Broadcast booth in surprisingly warm for February, Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. And this is Race to the Bottom, baby. We're back. We're back. Where were we? <laughs> right? Where were we? Oh, I got the COVID, guys. It was real. I got it bad. And bad ain't good. But my opening monologue and my uh, recovery are sponsored by Winslow Tea. I'm drinking it right now. Mmm. Oh, that's good. Please hashtag your tea drinking experiences with hashtag how you know or hashtag steep into the conversation to steep into the conversation. Do it, do, do it how you do it. And thank you in advance. <laughs> What's up with the... Thank you in advance is very uh, passive aggressive, right? Don't thank me in advance. I'll, I'll decide whether I'm going to do the thing, and then you can thank me. I don't need a, a that that advance thank you. That's that's pushy, right? But thank you, dear listener, in advance. Well, not even in advance. Thank you. Just thank you for tuning in to the hottest show on the net. Race to the bottom. Almost as hot as those uh, Wordle scores. Since uh, since we've last spoke, uh, Wordle has has uh, taken over. Wordle is the new president. <laughs> um, I still don't understand the rules of Wordle. I want to get in on the fun, but I don't understand how to play. And don't don't explain it to me, okay? I need to figure it out myself. <laughs> but but seriously, give yourself a round of applause for, for uh, tuning in this morning. That's another passive-aggressive one. I'm not going to... Why don't you give me a round of applause? I, ha- I have... I, people say, like, give yourself a round of applause for being such a good audience. What I since I'm a good audience, I need to also give myself a round of applause. Well, I'm doing all the work here. I'm already a good audience. Got to clap for myself. Why don't you pipe in some applause sounds? <laughs> Am I wrong about this? I don't know. I got a lot to talk about. I might be wrong about some of it. I might be right. Isn't there a song like that? I may be wrong and I may be right. I may be right and I may be wrong. Who sings that? Can somebody look that up? Research team? I think the person who sings it has that kind of voice. Is is it Lou Reed, my mom's favorite? I may be right and I may be wrong. I may be wrong and I may be right. Is it like 
The guy who sings Werewolves in London or something? I don't know. Uh, But I do know what was in that mashup. How about it? Mashup 91. And as long as we're speaking numbers, I think that this might be the 150th race to the bottom. And I also think that our three-year anniversary is going to be approaching. Maybe next week? Doing this thing for... And uh, just going back to the COVID thing... I hadn't missed a show. I hadn't, uh, all through the pandemic, all through, uh, life's vicissitudes. I hadn't missed a show. I also hadn't missed a, a day of, uh, teaching school, uh, uh, since I've been at my, my new gig. Three years, uh, running. Man, my last school, they let you, they let you miss 10 days a year. I would squeeze the juice out of every one of those 10 days, man. I'd plan it out. I'd take mental health days left and right. Right up against that. It took 10 days, all all allotted 10 days every year. Then I got to a school that I didn't (laughs) feel like I was traumatized. Listening in your new Sonos Steve's speakers. Billy Joel sings it? I may be right and I may be wrong. I don't know, Kathy. I thought Billy Joel doesn't sing like I may be right and I may be wrong. That doesn't sound like Billy Joel. Oh, you're thinking uh I may be right, I may be crazy. But it just may be a lunatic you're looking for. Yeah, but that's not the one I'm talking about. There's one where it's more like the one I was doing. But thanks for the attempt there. Yeah, but I hadn't missed a show. A a race to the bottom. And then the past two weeks, thank you for uh, people. It seems like people still tuned in. Last week we did uh, How the Internet Has Changed Us. Uh, part two, because I of of the of the two eps of that, Mario and uh, Omar Van Epps, I felt like the second one was the stronger of the two, and and before that we did a um, the adaptation, uh, a replay of my my show on the movie adaptation, and uh, thanks for tuning into those. But I I apologize for um, for missing missing out on on a. Uh, you know, I was I was laid out. I was um, I quarantined um, in in the office, and somehow my uh, my dear wife did not get uh, COVID. I don't know how I got it. Um, I've been wearing the I'm a triple vaxxed. Been wearing the um, KN95s. Why do they call them? Everybody says wear an N95, but I, every time I've seen those masks, it's a KN95. How come is the K silent? Research team, <laughs> do you know what's up with the the discrepancy? Everybody says wear an N95 mask. Why am I only seeing the KN95s? But I was wearing those. Uh, careful two years into this thing finally got it the wife didn't but I I just uh, I just laid on the couch 
sleeping, ailing, uh, didn't lose the my sense of smell or taste, didn't um, have a fever or troubled breathing, but I had everything else you could think of. And boy, did I watch some, I caught up on some stuff. As far as movies, TV shows, I finished Curb Your Enthusiasm, finished Veep. Watched this, uh, watched that Beastie Boys documentary on, on Apple TV. That was good. Watched the Velvet Underground documentary. Watched the French Dispatch, which I did not French dig patch. We're going to be talking about the French Dispatch and the movie Pig and what's the third one? Um, Next week with uh, Dave and Eric are going to come in. We're going to talk about preconceptions. Oh, being the Ricardos. I watched Blazing Saddles because I was hoping Scott Bunn was going to be coming in and we're going to do a uh, Mel Brooks show. That's that's still on the docket. We're we're scheduled all the way. uh, I got guests all the way into April. We got Matt Pogachnik coming the week after next talking about supply chain. Which I guess will stay in the news because of these, these uh, just great, great folks. These uh, these truckers. Um, I heard it's it's actually not um, actual truckers. It's the truck owners. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that. Then we got our buddy Jake coming in. My my uh, good friend Jake Frankel. We're gonna talk about. Eddie Vedder's new album. We're going to do an unfair album review. Catch up with Jake. Then Scott Bunn's coming in in March. And speaking of, I'm thinking I'm not going to do the March sadness this year. It's annoying. Any, any, uh, anybody? Because most years, the past couple years, I do this March sadness uh, uh, draft. Of, of people's saddest memories and have them go head to head. Can we give that a break this this year? Anybody really, uh, would anybody feel bereft if we did that? Then we got the Oscar Spectacular. I got a bunch of Oscar nod, noms, not nods. It's a nom if you get nominated and then you get maybe get a nod if you win. But uh, Eric and, and uh, Corey are going to do that again with us. Second annual Oscar Oscar Spectacular. And Dr. Lisa, we I was also supposed to have Dr. Lisa on the show while I was in COVID land. She's rescheduled. I've got an idea to do with Dr. Lisa. I think we're going to look at Carol King songs. Uh, uh, people, songs that Carol King wrote that were covered by other people. Natural Woman. Uh, Pleasant Valley Sunday, Locomotion, to do a, a Carol King thing. And then April 1st, oh my God, the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> have a new album coming out. I think we're going to do a Red Hot Chili Peppers show in the vein of the, the U2 um, Doors thing uh bands with who with which with which or with whom Do, oh, what would be the 
Does a band get a whom? Bands that I have a hard, kind of complicated relationship with. Love, hate. I think I'm going to do it. But I got to figure out who who would be the best um, guest to help me talk Red Hot Chili Peppers. But speaking of bands with complicated baggage... I was going to tell you what was in Mashup 91 before I digressed. So the last live show that we did on on this radio program, Race to the Bottom here on Radio Radio Free Brooklyn, was the, the U2 show. Don't try to be cool. And Stephen and I talked through uh, the U2 thing. And we, we made reference to this interview that, that Bono had given. And I said to myself, John, you got to find the actual interview, the audio of that. This is an audio, audio medium. Why can't you find the podcast that he was on where he said this stuff? And damn it, I did it. It was this... Um, Award season, what was it called? Award notes? I don't know. This kind of dweeb <laughs> interviewed him. And uh, we heard all the, all the numbers about uh, U2. Bono was the, f- that's like Casey Kasem. Bono. Bono was the 16th best singer. Edge is the 14th. 14th best guitarist. I'm Casey Kasem. I still kind of have a little uh, congestion. I can do the Casey Kasem pretty well. I bet I could do a good Bill Clinton right now, but I'm not I'm not going to force you guys to listen to that. So we heard that. We heard uh, Sophie B. Hawkins with Damn I Wish I Was Your Lover. We heard uh, Bono talking about how U2 is embarrassing. And I'll and I'm gonna circle back around to that. Don't give up. Uh, was in the background the Peter Gabriel jam with that dude. What's the name of that um, really tall, bald bassist that played with Peter Gabriel in multiple things? And he had the weird things on his fingers that he would play with, like the they called him like fibble sticks or something. Listener Tim would know who I'm talking about. That's that's that dude freaking the baseline on on Don't Give Up. Sounds really good. Um we heard the outro of um Bubble Goose from Wyclef on the Carnival record. We heard the outro of With or Without You. And we heard Steve Miller talking. So why did I put Steve Miller? I was listening to this interview, and it was interesting. And, and Dr. Lisa and I were going to talk about this before I got COVID. Um, Tony Levin. Thank you, listener Tim. The stick. He played with these, uh, it was like E.T. fingers. Why did he play uh, bass with E.T. fingers? 
I'm gonna post a picture of this guy on on uh, on Twitter, so you, so you guys know what I'm talking about, or on the chat. Uh, the the uh, the race to the bottom chat has really fell by the wayside. Why doesn't somebody uh, look find a po- a picture of Tony Levin playing the stick and post it in the race to the bottom chat? Why don't you? So Bono's talking about how uh, he's embarrassed by their early music because they they did it too fast. And it was these uh, impressionistic sketches. They, they, uh, it was too, you know, he he wishes every song could sound like Miss Miss Sarajevo (laughs) with Pavarotti. That's the, that's the one he's not embarrassed of or... Um, elevation or whatever, and it's it's this self conception of these uh, of of these artists. It's interesting, like how an artist can be so off base with like what is good about their music, or 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 like when they lose their way, and this idea that you just you just need more time and then so then i it reminded me of this when steve miller was on wtf with mark maron and he was bragging about hanging out with paul mccartney one night and jamming and as you heard in the clip he said and i asked paul i said so tell me about the beatles (laughs) what did you learn and paul mccartney said he he wished that they would have done taking more time with things is that the I don't think that's the lesson Paul you you should have yeah love me did like you just song after song of like uh first thought best thought writing some of the <laughs> best uh, songs ever written in, in humanity. But yeah, you should have taken a longer time of it like Steve Miller did with Abracadabra. So I guess what I'm saying is, what I'm positing, is maybe these people are off base. Uh, these, these even great artists with, uh, like... I think they need to I don't know it's like trust trust the process but then they you get in your own head and then you start uh straying from the course you know what I'm saying I may be wrong and I may be right nobody's told me what that is yet I'm gonna look it up myself hold on Chris McGregor, Brotherhood of Brass. Let me. I'm gonna turn this up while I uh, while I search this.
I don't know. I can't find it. I'll find it for next week. Damn it. There's a pu- Is it this Public Image Limited song? It's not the Billy Joel one. That's not the one I'm talking about. But you know what I am talking about? And I, yeah, I got about five minutes left for this. You want me to talk about Joe Rogan? You want me to talk about uh, Hooked on Cheese, our, our mayor? I tried so hard to find our mayor saying people are hooked on cheese and then it's as bad as heroin. Look, I've got a lot of problems with Eric Adams. Do I think it's it's uh, horrible that he's trying to get people to eat more plant-based stuff? No, I don't. But I do. Do I think it's the funniest thing in the world to talk about people being hooked on cheese? I goddamn do. And I couldn't I couldn't find the clip. Real quick, Joe Rogan. I've ta- I've made fun of Joe Rogan. Not a not a fan. Um, I've seen how he uh, can radicalize uh, people in my family. He's a gateway drug to a bunch of right wing buffoons. Um, but here's the and I know everybody's talking about Joe Rogan, so I. Here's my only point about about this. People talking about free speech. Whatever. It's a private company. Also, people have the right to boycott. But that's not even what I want to talk about. People saying, oh, you're going to cancel Joe Rogan. Is he going to get canceled? Here's my hot take. Nobody gets canceled anymore, especially anymore. Oh, it's Rise by Public Image Limited. Thank you, Kathy. Um, nobody gets canceled anymore. Think about who got canceled over the past five years. Who got truly canceled? It's all, um, all the people who got truly canceled were, uh, Nobody has gotten can- who who got canceled over something that they said of the rash of uh, quote unquote cancellations these these past three to five years. No, I I would say nobody. People got canceled uh, for for sexual assault. Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, Louis C.K. Right? So these these cancel culture people need to shut the hell up. That's what I... I'm, I got a little punch in me today. Where is Steve Carell? Anybody seen him? I haven't seen him in a while. I guess he does the morning show thing, which was supposedly good the first season, and then the second season was horrible. I'm giving that a shot. That that's about cancel culture, right? It's like Matt Lauer; he got canceled, sexual assault or harassment, whatever. So, to sum to sum up, summarize: nobody gets canceled uh, for things they say. 
There's more free speech than ever. But what I really want to talk about is the Winter Olympics before Tom uh, Domena calls in in like five minutes. You ever heard of the Winter Olympics? They're going on right now. Anybody watching? Here's, here's something I realized. Well, I've realized this a long time. I've been saying this for years. The Winter Olympics. I, I think without exception, every Winter Olympics uh, event has to do with uh, some sort of frozen uh, water. <laughs> Ice or snow, right? And people try to both sides it, right? But uh, but Winter Olympics are just not as uh, important as the Summer Olympics. It's they're not. It's not a fifty-fifty thing because you can only uh, <laughs> like we we're watching the this uh, Skeletor race where you it's like bobsled, but you go go head first. Um, and my wife said, who, how would you decide to do this? How would you decide that you're going to be like a Skeletor, uh, (laughs) you know, a Skeletor, uh, contestant. That's your event. And supposedly, so supposedly these people are are sliding face first down a, uh, snowy, uh, hill. are the best in the world at this. But here's my point. They're the only only ones who've ever tried to do this. How many people have, have tried uh, to do Skeletor or snowboarding or, or half these things? And, uh, you know, my wife was like, well, you're just talking about access. Right. You got to be to be a you know, that's why the Jamaican bobsled team thing was so uh, so interesting to people. Because I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Most of the. um, Most of the countries who participate in the Winter Olympics are places where it snows or freezes. And most of those places are where white people live. Winter Olympics are kind of low-key racist, guys. But like getting back to the access thing. Access Hollywood. How many people have have ever tried to do... Uh, what's the one? Where you do... You like... Um, you push the... Disc and like sweep around it. Shuffle, not shuffleboard. How many people have ever tried to do that? A lot fewer people have tried to do that than have kicked a soccer ball around or shot a basketball or uh, see if they're good at running. I'd say most human beings have at some point given. <laughs> given running a shot. So you'd think probably the the people who are good at running in the Olympics, 
That might be a good sample size. There's not like probably somebody who who like would be really fast but it has never tried to run before. Am, are you getting what I'm saying? I feel like this is blowing a a lid. But uh, maybe let's find this public image limited. What's it called? Curling. Thank you, mom. Yeah, how many people have tried curling? Rise by public image limited. Let's see if this is the right thing. Curling. Thank you, research team. You're late to the draw, though. My mom got there first. So I'm, I may be right. I may, may be wrong. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Yeah, this is the one I was thinking of. I think this guy in uh, public, is, is this Johnny Lydon? Oh yeah, this song song is super annoying. I think this guy is a big Trump, uh, Trump dude actually. Was he in the Sex Pistols? Race to the bottom. Hi John. Oh my god, you sound so good, you called in on the landline, didn't you? Right on time. What's up, dude? I'm enjoying the show. Everybody, this is Tom DeMena, um, for those uninitiated, and uh, he's he's my friend, and uh, he's a he's a funny guy. He's a he's a comedian. He's a he's a uh, real estate mogul. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and give myself a round of applause if you don't mind. <laughs> Do it. Give give it to yourself. I I'll... it it's invigorating for me. Yeah, to do that. It's not depleting. Okay, so go ahead and do it. <laughs> well, um, well, by by that comment, it I I think that uh, it goes to uh, I can I can I can deduce that you've been listening to my opening monologue sponsored by Winslow T. Tom. Yeah, I was. Uh... It was a nice one. Um, you have any thoughts and on any of that? I understand the passive the passive aggressiveness to thanks in advance. Yeah, I thought was well stated. <laughs> I have students that email me and do the pa- thank <laughs> thanks in advance. Oh my gosh! You know, wow! It'll be Smart. like Mr. Reed. Can can you regrade? Uh, you know, I've I've <laughs> made some um, revisions to the essay. Could you please regrade it? Thanks in advance. <laughs> Thanks in advance for your prompt work. <laughs> I so appreciate it. You know, that's like Larry David's joke about, um, I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. I know what you're like talking about, Tom, because I, I, I watched the whole, uh, I, I'm caught up. I'm, I'm totally caught up on, on Curb. I've watched every episode. Yeah. yeah, it would take COVID, I think, for me to do that. 
Um, I've so been working. Anyway, let's, I've I'm been, glad that you're you're you survived, man. Unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. I don't know how I got it, man. You know who would know how it how it happened? The science behind it is Joe Joe Rogan would know. Yeah, yeah, he'd know. Um, I think it was really interesting that you called him like a gateway to all kinds of. You know, he is so there is an allure there that's like very tempting, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's entertaining, and you can you totally see it's just like you know what what, what bothers me is that he. He says his show is just talking, you know, just, it's just joshing. He's like, this is it. I just talk. Yeah. All this is. And it's just, it's become something that's larger than that. And he won't, he won't acknowledge that. And it just, he's not accepting the, the responsibility that he has. That's what, that's what bugs me. Yeah. Well, you get, you get uh, people like uh, Jordan Peterson or these, these right wing guys and, and he doesn't push back on them. Like it's. You know, I think I, I don't want to talk about Joe Rogan. Yeah. Okay. Good. But uh, but do you? What do you think about the the hot take though that that uh, nobody actually gets gets canceled? Can you think of somebody who's gotten canceled because of what they've said? Maybe Paula Dean is the only one that I can think of. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's really cool, and it's liberating to, to keep that in mind. And that there's more free speech now than ever before, and that you know people who did things are the people that yeah. have been punished. I'm, yeah. Like I've uh, like my refrain for this uh, this whole show has been: I may be wrong and I may be right. You know which song that is? Then when I finally played it, have you heard that? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that um, <laughs> you're conflating. I, I you must be like conflating like an idea of Lou Reed and some Billy Joel song and thinking that there's an actual song. No, I, it's, I'm playing, here it is. Can you hear this? Yeah, sort of. I could be wrong, I could be right. It's Public Image Limited. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, listener Kathy found it. Thank you again, Kathy. <laughs> your, your impressions have been very good today. And your Casey Kasem was very good. You ever listened to Casey Kasem growing up? Yeah, you know, and I, and I think I have this memory of Dana Carvey doing an impression of him that was so good that it, like, stuck it stuck with me forever. <laughs> um, because Casey Kasem, it was, like, psychotic mm-hmm. how, um, you know, constant or consistent he was with his, like, whole thing. I'm Casey Kasem. Yeah. <laughs> It was just like never changing, <laughs> like he was robotic. And it was interesting, um, you know, because I remember hearing him in the '80s, and it would be like, it'd be like, coming in at number four. That's that's Cindy Lauper with "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." But then when he got older and music started to change, it would be like, and ringing in the countdown. That's Snoop Dogg with "Ain't Nothing But a G Thing." <laughs> Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I'm Casey Gates. I think that was the joke. That was like the sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I've got yeah. hoes in different area codes by Ludacris. <laughs> uh, you know, Snoop Dogg is really impressive in this documentary I saw on um, um, the 
Fat Tuesday documentary of the Tuesday nights that happened at the comedy store in L.A. Oh, yeah. I just heard about those those nights because... Um, do you listen to WTF, Tom, with, with Mark Marin? Have you ever listened to that show? I have, yeah. I, I just, there was just a guy on there uh, this Thursday who, this, this black comedian who I'd never really heard of. And I realized that kind of my favorite WTFs are, are uh, when somebody I've never heard of is on there and uh, you mm-hmm. get to know him and you're like, I really like this dude. By the end, and you're like, "Oh, that was a really fun hour getting to know this comedian." Um, but mm-hmm. anyway, he he was talking about the these uh, yeah these the it was like a, a you know mostly black comedian uh, room in in L A that they would uh, that got really kind of big Fat Tuesdays that that's what you're talking about. Yeah, and it was the money maker for the club where it, it got it through like a decade of hard times and. Um, was this major vehicle for getting, you know, like JB smooth on, you know, curb your enthusiasm. And, you know, it was just this fantastic launch pad for so many black comedians. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was just very honest. All the, you know, the, the brothers that were the hosts, the Tory brothers, um, their relationship was very much put under the microscope. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Sort of don't like each other at all. (laughs) And, uh, had a huge rivalry. So that was explored, but Snoop Dogg was interviewed as, as like, you know, just always, he was like a presence throughout the club, throughout the, you know, Tuesday night thing. And um, I just I just thought he was so cool. This is like not a revelation, mm-hmm. but I, I've never really taken the time, <laughs> taken the time to just sit down with Snoop Dogg yeah. and really be like, wow, this guy's really comfortable in his own skin and it was really great i just loved it i loved the whole it was like a three series thing and everybody that was in it was was great And the way they talked about you know just how brutal you know black comedy can be and and and, and how tough you know they <laughs> steve harvey talking about you know like that the apollo kind of thing yeah um it was great highly recommend snoop dogg's gonna be performing tomorrow night at the uh, at, at the super bowl did you know that? No. <laughs> yeah, halftime show is uh, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, uh, like Kendrick Lamar, like the the West Coast rappers. Uh, wow. I think are gonna um, have the night, which should be interesting. Yeah, are you looking forward to the big game? <laughs> well, Tom, as you know, and loyal listeners to to Race to the Bottom know, I'm I'm not a big football guy, but I will watch. Um, I'm, um, my, um, in-laws are coming over and I'm going to make, uh, chi- nice. chicken wings and, uh, and some nachos and, and that sounds really fun. Watch the game. And, uh, I think I'm rooting for the Bengals just cause they, yep. uh, you know, it's been how many, 35 years or something since they've been in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they've never, they've never won. You know, it's nice that you have that. I wish I could be there. You know, yeah, we're way up here. We're way up here. We got to drive hours to to meet you know non strangers. Yeah, you're you're up in in Maine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just l- let me reintroduce you. I'm here. <laughs> you like that Go when ahead. people reintroduce people on radio? 
I'm here with Tom Demena. He's a uh, he's a singer and and a, a funny guy and a and a real estate uh, magnet. And and we're we're talking right now about the Super Bowl. If you're just tuning in. Well, thanks, John. It's great to be here. Yeah. Um. So, Tom, you, did you hear? Uh, what you have you ever been a U two guy? What do you mean? Like a U two fan? Like a U- oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm right there with you. Where like you know, there's a couple songs that I I, I think that there's they're on the whole you know forgettable, but there's like some, there's some glory years there that I have a soft spot for. So you you've um, you know, did you hear what I was saying about how uh, these artists often ha- oftentimes have like a, a false conception of like what make them good or what where they can be off base? Mm-hmm. 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 How would you apply that? Like you're you've gone deep into the Cat Stevens uh, thing. Like you you right. really know his thing in and out. Do you think Cat Stevens <laughs> has a uh, <laughs> an accurate conception of, of his own work? You know, I missed the clip, that, but I, I know that there's, like, major delusions of grandeur there. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, you know, I just... Who knows what it's like on the other side of that level of celebrity? It, it, it's just got to be... <laughs> these, aren't, these aren't insane people, but they seem to, like, say some pretty insane things. Once you get to be that big, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happens to you. Yeah. But like Cat Stevens, for example, I just think um, he it's it messes with you. I just think it messes with you psychologically when you're the when yeah. you're just that big a deal. For that long. And if and especially if you're like an icon for like a certain thing. Yeah. Uh, like his things like, you know, like this peace thing. Yeah. And, uh, then he goes and be, you know, becomes a pretty, you know, I don't want to say radical, but he takes a he takes a shift when he, you know, later in life when he becomes Yusuf Islam. Right. And I just think it's interesting, that's all. Yeah. Think, you know. Um and maybe I can't quite pick really fully empathize because it seems like they can be, you know, grand the grandiosity is a little obnoxious, but it's also like if if I haven't been there, maybe I don't understand. What, what it's like well you know both you and i have uh, you know written songs and and tried to do creative endeavors and in, in different mediums uh media or mediums i think it in different i'm not sure which would be right there but anyway and it's kind of true isn't it that the the kind of prerequisite to do something great is to kind of get out of your own head mm-hmm. right and if you're too self-conscious and if you're too bound in by like preconceptions uh you can really screw yourself up pretty quickly right and if Mm -hmm. so if you're somebody who is as like you know you've made hits and everybody has different ideas about like why what you've done is so successful Mm -hmm. then I think you can really get in your own head and really kind of mess yourself up, you know, like people with groups with really long careers, you know, I feel like at some point everybody starts to suck. Because? Because they, 
because they misinterpret what either because they misinterpret what is what they what is great right. about them um and they get in their own head or the other theory is maybe just everybody has like a uh a candle that burns out you know right like paul simon only has like x amount of great songs that he's going to be able to write and then and then anything after that is just going to be or Paul McCartney or any of these people. Yeah, I think that's I'm more inclined to believe that. And I think I even heard Cat Stevens say that, you know, I sang all the songs that I had to sing. And then, you know, it's the the end of his career like in the mid 70s, it's just, you know, you've you've done all those chord changes that inspired you and now you, you can either like find a whole new realm of music that's like very hard to you know find yeah or you know move on to a different thing but you kind of like it's like you just you plowed all those fields yeah <laughs> you know i mean i think like in a way the most interesting people who just keep kind of reinventing themselves like uh, like a david bowie or prince or or you know neil young to a way uh or or uh, bob dylan like and maybe you don't even like the new stuff but at least they're not kind of rehashing it and then on the other side you have that's why like i think there was that pull towards the like albums that like rick rubin did with people like the neil diamond like stripped down thing or the johnny cash all those albums where he was like why don't we just strip it down and get you back with an acoustic guitar to kind of Refine, right. reconnect with. Do you with... think those were a success? I mean, I think the Johnny Cash one was. Yeah, but I can't think of any other that was really like, you know, like a great album. Well, wasn't the, uh, one of the Tom Petty ones? Was oh. did he do Wildflowers? I think uh, there was a know. there was a Tom Petty one that I think was successful, where he where Rick Rubin came in and was just like. Okay. Let's the Neil Diamond one was hilarious. <laughs> was absolutely I remember fantastic. when the Neil Diamond one came out and you were like, Oh my god, John, you need to listen There's to this. This one song, Hell Yeah. Yeah. If anyone's listening, please Here, I'm gonna bring it up. I'm gonna find <laughs> Hell it. Hell yeah. If you're thinking of your life, there's a hoot and a holler. <laughs> you know, it's like unbelievable the way he's trying to get people to like go with him on this personal reflection of um, self-doubt and then the, the chorus is hell, <laughs> well hell yeah we did <laughs> you gotta listen to it I'm, I'm bringing it up right now while I do that Tom what, what's um, what's going on in, in your world um, well I've got um, some pretty boring things right now just to just I'll be real with you I've got to clean the bathroom <laughs> 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 we've got you know an Airbnb going uh-huh. Got this great. It's like it was designed to be an Airbnb. Got this nice little thing, and um, you know, you just gotta make sure it's clean and and all that. But um, I offer it as the captain's ca- captain's quarters in Maine, and people love it. And you, you know, if you're just passing through, you get to stay in this nice captain's quarters. You know what you need. Shower. You know what you need. Like when in Airbnbs, they'll like leave like a bottle of wine and stuff for you, like to. To little accoutrement to make you feel comfortable. Of you, course, you need to leave. You, you tell what what I'm going to tell you. You need to leave for people. 
in the captain's quarters? Captain's wafers. The, the <laughs> <laughs> right? You are right. You know, right now we just have the, the chocolates. But yeah. Captain's wafers is that's the people mwah, people will the, get it, right? They'll get course. the they'll get the reference. No, we're we're going we are going all in on the captain's shtick to like yeah. revolting degree. So I don't see why we should stop. Yeah, captain's and, wafers, man. <laughs> in fact, I'm ready to like you know be the concierge and like greet the captain. <laughs> <laughs> <and> just, <laughs> you know, I keep thinking I'll I'll eventually fill up on this captain's you know nautical <laughs> main uh-huh. and I I can't. It's like I just you know. Just give me all you got of all the, <laughs> of all the kitsch. Um, but anyway, so I got to do that, and then I got to uh, I got to practice for my cat show, mm-hmm. I got a huge show, and it's with a band, and you know I, I, it's hard to get local shows, so I you know I'm not sure I'll be ready and all that. So it's a little nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. You know I had some shows they been canceled. Everyone's shows are getting canceled. At least yeah. like the immediate shows. So, although I've noticed a lot of guys in in New York are, you know, they're not canceling shows in New York. Well, I think we're finally, in New York, the cases are really dropping. I think we got, you know, I've recovered from COVID, so I think, you know, it's it's over. Uh, I think everybody's going to get back to normal, just... How, how people like Bill Maher think that like how they feel about COVID is how uh, it should be. Um, if you take that as as a uh, as any indication, yeah. I'm just going to do my my personal feelings about this this pandemic are are just kind of is how everybody should feel. So I'm I'm better. Right. So it's over. <laughs> you know, though I'll say this about him. You know, he I think he's right in that. If you're willing to just say what how you feel about anything, you just mm-hmm. put yourself out there. Then you know people. He's still on the air, and it's interesting that he's still kind of like at HBO where he is because I, I just think he's got a point about that. I think that's why it's cool what you do because you just you know are willing to say this is where I am on on mm-hmm. this or this or this you know, and that's like not a lot of people can do that are comfortable enough to do that <laughs> on a whole range of topics. And um, anyway, I'm really I'm, the show has been great. I've really been enjoying it. Thank you. Give Tom. yourself a round of applause, John, <laughs> because we're all just enjoying it so much. Go ahead and give it to yourself. All right, I'll I'm thank doing you in it. advance. There we go. All right, Tom, I got to get ready for the next the next show. Okay. Um, uh, good talking to you. I'll, good talking to you. I'll good, talk to you soon. All right, bye. Yeah, Tom D coming through. Um, you can come through. Radio Free Brooklyn is proud to present Black Emoji with Control, Control the Sound at Mercury Lounge. Oh, old, good old Mercury Lounge. Sunday, February 13th. Is that is that tomorrow? I think that's tomorrow. The show will feature music from Black Emoji's critically acclaimed album Electro and the Brooklyn ba- band, ba- bass band, The Next Superstars, Control the Sound. Um, that's tomorrow. Check it out. Uh, Radio Free Brooklyn is, is a sponsor. Um and um, and you can, uh, if you like what you hear, you can donate to Radio Free Brooklyn. We do it uh, for the love and for uh, community support. And you can sign up for the newsletter. I'm getting ready for um, Crime Talk BK. Um, next week, we're going to be talking movies with, with uh, Eric and Dave. Um, and let's end it with Hell Yeah, um, Neil Diamond. 
Um, race to the bottom. Peace. If you're thinking that my life is a hoot and a holler from the start of the day to the dark of the night and that it's ringing like a bell that you only want to follow gotta trust me when I say I'm just trying to get it right still I think about myself as a lucky old dreamer and if you're asking me to tell is it worth what I paid you're gonna hear me say hell yeah it is and I say it loud I loved it all and I'm not too proud I freed my soul just let it fly Hell yeah, this crazy life around me It confuses and confounds me But it's all the life I've got Until I die Hell yeah, it is If you're asking for my time Isn't much left to give you been around a good long while So I gotta say it fast Time is all we'll ever need But it's gotta have a meaning You be careful how it's spent Cause it isn't gonna last I hear you wondering out loud Are you ever gonna make Will you ever work it out Will you ever take a chance And just believe you can Hell yeah you will You're gonna be okay You might get lost But then you'll find a way Don't go alone you Can't be afraid Hell yeah this life is here And it's made for living Love's a gift that's made for giving 